Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, one and all. This is Baka Bites, a show where we talk about what we are currently watching this week in anime. Today, I am joined by our first guest, Magically Average. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so usually we have Silver Lobo on here, but he actually called out sick today, so he is taking a back seat this week. He will be back next week. Um, before we hop into it, we exchanged our list of what we're watching this week, and there are a few shows that uh, we we're currently watching that are currently air- like currently this season airing. However, there are some older shows that you're watching and I'm watching that we both have seen so let's let's talk about those let's get those out of the way real quick because they, they are some fun shows there yeah no that sounds perfect i'm uh unfortunately work is cutting into my anime time so i've reverted back to the classic animes that i watched when i was a bit younger so not keeping up Fair with enough. you cool kids what... anymore hey uh, to be fair like i just so I will watch or kind of listen to dubs when I'm working, and I am currently rewatching uh, Oran High School Host Club. Like I just started that today, and I think I got like seven or eight episodes. Oh, in. nice! I forget how I forget how funny that show is. I was like that show is just legitimately hilarious. I actually I'm not familiar with it, uh, but oh boy! Okay, uh, all you need to know is it's a reverse harem, and it breaks the fourth wall all the fucking time. It's fantastic. Sounds interesting. I want to know it is. what you would define a reverse harem to be. I'm more interested in... You know in... what a harem is, right? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I want like to... It's just one boy, all girls. It's it's the reverse. It's just one girl, all boys. Oh, okay. So it's a reverse harem. Well, I mean... I guess. I don't know. Still... If there's an actual term... It could still be a harem. What? It would just be of I... the opposite sexual orientation that's true and i was about to say like if there's an actual term for what it's called let me know because i just apparently am very unknowing and uncultured it's called a a borgy it's a boy orgy god damn (laughs) (laughs) i don't think that that's what it's called but Ah, sure pretty sure it's in the definition the dictionary that's the definition uh you know no know what else is in the dictionary the word gullible and that ain't me anywho <laughs> what have you been watching for older shows that that you love so much so lately i've been re-watching dagashikashi which is a really fun light-hearted anime about japanese snacks and desserts it's 
and I've seen season one. I haven't seen season two, but is it, does it like, are they pretty comparable? For the most part? Yeah. So season one, as you know, is kind of just an all around, like all over the place with the storyline. And by that, I mean, there really isn't a storyline. Yeah. The great part about it is that there is this sort of underlying plot involving the main character and the, well, I guess you would call it the main her the main antagonist i guess is what her she captions herself as throughout the anime because she's constantly calling the main character character her rival and everything and and trying to seduce him and her his dad into joining her father's uh snack company but it's it's cool in the sense that you if you've never been to japan or don't really know much about like japanese cuisine it introduces you to all these different you know snacks and treats and whatnot and the episodes sort of revolve around one particular snack and there's like some cool character development around it you get to learn more about the backstory behind the characters as far as like why they are the way they are and how the relationships evolve with one another. And then season two kind of takes a really strange turn and brings in like random characters to develop the plot even more about the main Hmm. character joining and becoming like a, a, a candy and snack store owner. It's, it's definitely more of a deviation from the first season. It's still enjoyable. It still definitely focuses on, you know the snacks and candy and and just being very quirky quirky show with the characters but there's there's definitely more of a like a thorough plot line for how they want the story to develop which was yeah. it, it was an interesting take but it's definitely if you're looking for a show that can, you can kind of turn your brain off and just watch for the humor and the the very happy sunshiny joyful side of what goes on in a small town and a candy shop then I highly recommend Dagashikashi. Yeah, and I like now that you bring up like the underlying plot. <clears throat> excuse me, I completely forgot that that was a thing in season one. I just remember that it was a show about snacks, and that they just eat snacks and they like fantasize snacks. I and that usually these snacks don't really taste as good as they do. some. I don't know as they kind of dream them up to be. Yeah, it. But it, it's it's funny because. Like you said, it's a lot of it is just the snacks. You kind of forget about that, like plot or the storyline of it, because it's told kind of right at the beginning, and then it completely moves away. And there's like small sprinklings of it throughout each episode, but it's really not the main focus, which I actually enjoy. I don't like it. Hmm. I don't like. Like I enjoy the animes where the there's an there's an overall plot, and the anime sort of completely removes itself from that plot immediately and you kind of forget what's going on (laughs) and then they just like snap back to it they're like oh yeah remember this and you're like oh my god that's why i'm watching this and then they're like ah just kidding we're going this way now but don't forget about it and you're like oh uh." but uh, i mean like with dagashikashi the plot's not as important as just the character development surrounding the snacks and whatnot and it's funny that you mentioned how the snacks sort of bring back all these memories about whether or not they're good or not. Because that is essentially the the common theme throughout episodes is how a snack brings back these, like, f- floodgate, that opens the floodgate of memories for the characters, and then you get to experience deeper into the lives of these characters through their experiences with these snacks. So it's, it's, it's fun. It is definitely not one that you know you're forced to really think a lot in which i enjoy when i'm going back and rewatching. um and yeah if you want to learn more about japanese snacks it's it's definitely educational on that side that's that's for sure um let's just uh yeah no i i enjoyed what i watched but like i couldn't really get into season two so i kind of dropped it but i mean you know it is what it is it's something that i may or i probably won't go back to but yeah you never know you never if there's a really slow season then maybe but um moving on from there just a couple quick hits for you because i know again we we exchange lists and there's only a couple shows that we have over overlapping yeah. um 
just some updates on my takes for shows that uh, I've been watching alongside Lobo and kind of just by myself. Uh, the World Ends With You, been keeping up with that. It's CG still bad or CG still jarring. The plot is like, okay, it's fine. So eh, it's all right. Uh, Mars Red, it. I'm really enjoying this show. And I know the newest episode just came out, like or episode five, so I got to catch up to there. But I've seen up to episode four, and I'm really loving it. Like, there's really, like, it's kind of what you were talking about with the Kashi Kashi, where it's just like, hey, there is this overarching plot, but, like, they kind of don't really touch upon it. Like, they do and they don't. Like, there is the overarching plot of just like, hey, we're going to use this vampire group to kill other vampires. And it's like, hey, you better get results or else we're going to close you down. And you're only reminded of it like maybe like one like one minute per episode. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just like, hey, on to the next case, on to the next like murder victim. So really, really enjoying it. I need to catch up on episode five, which just came out. And um, the last quick hit for you, real quick, is a show that I was watching during work. I think I I can't remember if I touched upon this last week or not. It's a show called Eighteen If. Uh, weird concept. Not sure how I'm feeling about it. I am three episodes in, but it's just like basically all these girls have Snow White disease, which they're basically in comas and nobody knows why. And this guy goes into their dreams and helps them figure out their dream world or like get them out of their dream world so they can return back to life or like get out of their coma and return to life. So it's interesting, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll we'll continue it because it's it's. It, the intrigue is there yeah but um as i say that's an interesting premise i know that yeah it's just not executed like amazingly because it just really hops and hops and doesn't tell you how we got there yeah i was gonna say because like, the the know. premise of having characters be asleep and, and entering a dreamscape or an alternate reality is obviously not new because you have shows like sword art online which is pseudo that i guess where you're taking place in in a, in a video game and you're but your your corporeal being is is stuck outside of the machine so that's true there's also the same thing with uh i guess a little bit of spoilers here for tokyo revengers which is also on my list fucking if you haven't started watching it it's great but yeah he <laughs> like anytime he goes into the past like his body in the current is literally just like a vegetable. Like his soul leaves his body, so like somebody has to take care yeah. of it. He, he enters but, the Avatar yeah, no. realm. <laughs> He's like Aang. Oh my He's god! He's just defenseless, and everyone steals him in every episode that he does it. I forget. <laughs> somebody, I forget who it was. Somebody this week told me he was like, "Yeah, Avatar is like that movie that it like did blockbuster numbers, but it is not memorable at all." It's like I can't remember the like I I kind of remember what Avatar is about. And I remember they have sex with their hair, and that's about Wait, it. wait, wait. We're talking about different Avatar. I'm talking about Avatar oh. The Last Airbender. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Avatar like the blue people, where like they go into the machines, and then they inhabit the like blue body, and then their bodies in the machines are just like comatose. I, I mean, I, that does actually Anywho. apply. No, I was talking about like with, with Avatar The Last Airbender, when Aang like, <laughs> goes and talks with the, the old avatars, his body just sits wherever he's left, and the rest of his group's like, well, I guess we're carrying him. And then he gets stolen like yeah. every other episode, too. I so, like, yeah. where'd he go? I, I guess they they both apply. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. And I just rewatched it like last year, too. So yeah, that's same. Bad. Same. I, I, again, I, I got... Um, another one of those nostalgia kicks and i was like man you know what anime i really want to watch well i guess american cartoon but uh avatar the last yeah Airbender. i was about to say i asked so many people I was like okay is avatar we're not going to get into this super deep but i was like is avatar <laughs> an anime and everybody's like no and then i get a handful of people who are like yes i was like thank you no it is of course it, it is. is it it's oh everybody says no you ask you like i uh, i've asked so many people this in the past year and the like just visceral just reaction of no it is not was is real That's... it ask just go out there and ask a bunch of people do you think avatar the last airbender is anime and people will be upset That's so weird too because i feel like now thinking about it you'd probably have the same response if you'd approach people and you asked hey is pokemon an anime you know which it, it is. is right but people would still look at it and be like uh no i watched it on wb20 when i was a kid it can't be an anime god those animes those were only on toonami 
Those fucking WB shows. <laughs> Golly. But moving on, uh, what else you got for me this week? This week, I finally finished through Demon Slayer. Thank goodness, because all I see on my social media is everyone talking about the movie, which I have yet to see. Unfortunate. But... Yeah, we talked about we talked about the movie last podcast. Which, so okay. luckily you missed us you you missed us by a week. But yeah, I, I had a hot take that, that Lobo did not agree with. And then I talked to other friends and they agreed with my point. I was like, Thanks, I feel validated. You us like small group here, we we're good and then everybody else is just like You just I, you I, just need I, one person to validate you and your point is, and I got I got three or four, yeah. so I'm happy. So you're plenty. You're you're <laughs> over that necessary margin that you need. But yeah. But what do you what do you think of the show overall? I really like it. I like that it paces itself well for a first season, and I enjoy the fact that they slowly introduce characters at a at a reasonable level too. There's an anime. I guess I can kind of dive into this in, in a second too, but there's a, another anime that I'm watching, which is uh, I've been killing slimes for 300 years and I maxed my level. And mm-hmm. there's only currently four episodes out and you're introduced to essentially every character you need to know, which is okay for how fast that moves, but I enjoy animes where you have an introduction to what the premise of the anime is going to be. You have a clear pathway for how it's going to progress at least for the first season and as you're progressing you're allowing the main character to develop while also adding on to the party and so you have with demon slayer you have a, a, a very quick introduction to what the world is like what you're going to be experiencing as the viewer and where you can see reasonably see the direction of the anime going with its storyline and then as you you know it takes a couple episodes to get to that point where you're comfortable then you're introduced to a new character and then you have a couple episodes to get introduced to the new character then you have a follow-up character and it just i feel like it's it's going at a very nice pace for a first season because i I find that a lot of people can be really off put by a first season of an anime if it goes too fast or if it goes too slow and they just won't give it a second chance so yeah and i mean and that's getting into the plot and, and just development of everything. The anime itself is incredible. I, I think the animation is mm-hmm. is a absolute blast. It's constantly showing how creative it can be with it with the animation, with the battle scenes, with the characters themselves. And it's I mean, it, it keeps up with what you expect in the first season, too. I, I like the fact that there's not really filler episodes. There's always something happening. There's always some feeling that, okay, I'm getting satisfaction out of an episode. I don't feel like we're just sitting around and, you know, waiting for three episodes for something to happen, and then it happens. Like, it's constantly pushing yeah. forward. And I think it led really well into the movie. I'm a bit shocked that it went to a movie. I, I haven't read uh, any stories or, or back stories as to why they went into a movie right away. So maybe you can have or shed some light onto that. But I think it's an interesting yeah. take that you transition the end of a season knowing full well that you'll go into a movie and then release the movie ahead of even a second season. I don't know if that's so- bold or if that's just they have so much love and admiration in Japan for it that they knew it was going to be a, a massive hit, you know, in, in North America, but it's kind of took me off guard at least. So the, to kind of give you a little bit of background about the show in Japan and everything um, right now, Demon Slayer is like just hot off the presses back in 1905 newspapers, like extra, extra read all about it. Like Demon Slayers everywhere in Japan right now. Um, they didn't, I don't think they necessarily decided to do the movie because, you know, it is hot as it can be more so that this arc that it would have been season two Mm -hmm. would have either been really rushed or really fucking boring in the beginning. Yeah. Because, and this is just one of those pieces that, you know, when I was listening to my buddy's review, excuse me, I had to mute myself and burp there real quick. Um, 
when when I was listening to my buddy talk about it, it was like, yeah, no, I like I kinda had the same feeling in which like the action doesn't start until maybe forty five minutes in, if not a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And like if you're gonna animate out a season two and start with that, you're gonna have a few probably drawn out episodes that are really boring or you're going to rush that 45 minutes into one 25 minute episode and it's not going to like it's not going to be great oh. so i think the them putting that arc into a movie was actually a really good call yeah um but i i'd have to agree with you season one was it was a gr- i really enjoyed it i think i gave an eight on my anime list um Either an eight or a seven, I can't really remember because, like the the show itself, the animation, as you said, gorgeous, absolutely beautiful. You, there's there are only a handful of shows out there that actually stand side to side with like the animation of that show, and the only thing I can think of off the top of my head is Violet Evergarden, um, and that's not even an action show. Mm-hmm. So, I like it hands down one of the best animated shows out there that you can watch the plot itself it while it like moves on at a really good and breakneck pace it's just a kind of generic plot yeah yeah which is which is fine which is fine there's like i know my friend group is just gonna i'm gonna catch flack for that but (laughs) you know what it is what it is it's a the show's plot is fine everything else about it the character design the music the animation absolutely stellar and that's why it brings that show from being a fine to really freaking good yeah in my opinion and i'll have a hot take too and i'm sure your friends will also ridicule me for what i'm about to say too but if you look at the very popular animes or at least what would one consider to be very popular animes you can boil down their plots to a very basic level and if you compare them you would go, wow, these are all kind of the same, right? But well, yeah, that's 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 why Hollywood is so unoriginal yeah. nowadays, is because they've run out of stories. To tell. But the but the the biggest difference between what we're seeing in like Hollywood movies with, and I'm not I'm not even talking about like the reboots or whatever. I'm talking about just rehashed right. movie ideas with different colors and different actors and actresses involved. With Hollywood, it it just feels very cookie cutter. Like they had one or two superb ideas play out and they'd make minor tweaks here and there, but everything else is the same. You know, the character development's the same. The the characters themselves really have the same roles. There's no intriguing plot twists of any kind. It's just very like, very basic, very, yeah, I can see what's going on here. Whereas with anime... Sure, you have a very simple plot and a very simple plan to move the story forward. But the great thing about anime is that it differentiates itself in so many different ways. It can be with the characters themselves. It can be with the setting, even, like where the anime takes place. You know, the best part about animation is that you don't have, you're not stuck to the area that you're used to like earth you can go elsewhere you can go to an alternate reality you can go into a video game realm like it's it's very open-ended with regards to where you can place it and then also too you have freedom with how you want to structure the progression of your plot too and i think demon slayer does all three really well it takes place in you know an older era of japan presumably but and, and it's it's established fairly early on with the with the occupation of the main character and you know the status of his family and everything and you know just the the surrounding area and then in the first episode again you're introduced to the setting you're introduced to what this anime is going to be centered around which is there are demons around and you don't really know how they're created or where they came from at least in the first episode but you know that they are wreaking havoc and they're causing destruction and that's a primary fear amongst the people of this setting of this area and now you have a clear thorough line too of how everything's going to progress with nezuko becoming a demon and the progression of her relationship with 
you know the main character and everything like that it, it, I don't know it just it seems like even though you can really break down an anime into very basic pieces and go yeah they look alike when you put it all together when you put all those it, the interesting pieces and all of the things that make an anime truly unique that's where you get the biggest benefit from and I think Demon Slayer was as a prime example of how you can have a very simple straightforward plot line but still make it incredibly interesting and exciting to watch episode to episode yep i i completely agree um i got one last question about demon slayer before we move on and that question is what do you think of our blonde boy zanetsu our blonde boy zanetsu i i like the you could be brutally honest i was gonna say i I like the, the the whole dynamic of the party itself. Um, it, it, it's funny though, too, because, and you'll please people listening. Don't bash me. I am. It's been a long day, but the main character's name, which is on the tip of my tongue. Tanjiro. Thank you. I like that Tanjiro is supposed to be the level headed person, but he's really not right. Like if you look at how he developed the first five episodes of, him you know going through the 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 event that took place with his family to training to actually competing to be a a a demon slayer like he's scared shitless constantly and he doubts his powers and he's constantly overthinking and he's not the level-headed calm person that you would expect from a main character but then he has to be because he has two people in zanetsu and inosuke who are just polar opposites of the spectrum on a personality level. And they <laughs> they sort of force him to be the leader, which again, great character development. But also it just it it makes it a funny dynamic because you sort of see both sides of Tanjiro come out too, when it's Zenetsu who's just a petrified baby most of the time, and then goes into ultimate god form when he needs to, which Every single time that happens makes my skin just shiver and the hair stand up. It's like, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Uh, and then you have a Nosuke who's, I don't want to say uh, has a head full of rocks, but I'm pretty sure eats them at least. And is I thought is, you were going to make the pun pig headed. Uh, that's Frank. Come on. That's too. We can't. We can't. I know. It's low hanging yeah. fruit, but. But. He's very chaotic. He he's got really no manners in general when it comes to you know what we consider to be regular human being manners, just because of how he's grew up and and where he's from. So it's funny having those two in the party with Tanjiro, because yeah, he he's becoming the leader, the level headed, calm, confident person, but he was forced into that role. So I, I, I like him. I, I think he's also great because you can see how he's becoming more and more powerful. But and, he, and I think he realizes it, especially when he is going through the recovery process and he's he's learning how to do the 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 breathing techniques and everything like that. I think he's coming to an understanding that he has powers that he's not accessed yet but he's already at a very incredible strength yet he still feels trepidation and he's still is of sound mind when he goes into battles he's not just you know going chaotic and crazy like Inosuke but he's also not hiding in a quarter like Zenetsu so it's just it's cool I I I can't say more about it I, I'm excited for season two I'm also excited to see the movie eventually but it's. Uh... I think it comes to digitally and streaming services in late June, so you don't have oh, too much okay. longer to wait. Good. So you should be good there. Um, real quick, my opinion is Zanetsu. Hate him. He can go away. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, <laughs> so, um, real quick, I know that whenever Lobo's on the show, we go extensively into Higihiro, or sorry, that was a butchering of its name. I think it's Higihiro, not Higi. Higahiro, um, I did not watch this week's episode. I am an, I've been a little busy, so I was not able to get to it this week. But it is at the top of my list of what to watch. Um, 
I am finally caught up on My Hero Academia, which, as I've said before, I'm not a huge fan of this arc, and I got a lot of flack from it from my friends, but that's just, you know, personal opinions. But um, it's, it's, still, it's still My Hero Academia. It's still fun. It's just personally not my favorite arc. But um, one show that I kind of wanted to do a deeper dive into, and this will lead into one of your shows um, that you've been watching, is uh, Pretty Boy Detective Club. Now, I think it was like the first episode of this that I talked about it, which I watched episode one. I was like, okay, I need to watch more because I'm a little intrigued. Which I'm I'm going to interject real quick. That is by far the best name for an anime. Oh, it's it's like so i i for some stupid reason recently i've been in really into like popcorn shows you know like those six and seven out of ten shows oh, yeah. this is this is at the top of like a seven seven scale of a show it's like the top of the popcorn scale right here <laughs> i am having so much fun watching this show it's so dumb i love it but basically uh, for those of you who don't know the premise is, is there is a detective club of really pretty boys in high school, or like it's five boys in high school or middle school, yeah, no, high school, I think there's one middle schooler, and they're all just really pretty rich boys, and they go around and they solve people's likes conundrums, so the first three episodes revolve around this girl who stumbles upon their club in which she's trying to find a star that she saw once long ago as a child that inspired her to want to become an astronaut. And so they, like, pull their money, pull their resources, and, like, recreate the scene as to when she was a child, what was happening on the exact beach, where she saw, like, the star, etc. And, like, try and, like, backwards solve the mystery. And, like, the ending to that, like, the the first three episodes just revolve around that because it's setting up the characters and it setting up the world building a little bit and it's so good it's so stupid it's like the not stupid the the outcome to that mystery is like off the walls like okay that could have been it but like like you had it the thought in the back of your head like this could be it and then it's like, okay, that is it, but it isn't. Like, it is, but it's, like, not in the setting you ever thought it would be or why you ever thought it would be. And because of, it, like, the why and what, it really sets the tone for one specific character. And, like, it goes into her backstory and, like, kind of just reveals all of, like, her backstory. It's just like, oh, okay. So that's that's what this is. So I, I'm really enjoying it there. I there are four episodes out right now and the fourth one being the start of a new arc which deals with an underground casino where that's run by high schoolers from another high like the the high school president uh no sorry what is it the when you're like the high school president academics or whatever oh uh, what do you call that student council president yeah yeah, it's run by the student council president of like another school, but it's just like four middle school and high schoolers like completely illegal gambling ring. It is stupid and <laughs> hilarious and I love it. I it's so so dumb and I I love it. And like the reason why I said this would lead perfectly into this show or one of the shows you're watching is that you're currently watching JoJo. And yes. this show to me is like take all Take all the major JoJo characters, slim them down into high school, like actual what high schooler bodies should be, and take out most of the, like, most if not all the violence of the show and, like, make them all detectives and that, there you go. First, It's just bizarre and weird. For, but First off, are you implying that high schoolers can't be 6'5", massively muscular men and women with insane <laughs> physical attributes? Let's be honest. Unless you're Zion Williamson, that's a hell no. <laughs> yeah, it, that is funny though. I, I it, it's funny thinking about the characters in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and putting them in a high school setting without their powers and just it's like observing them go about the high school world and lifestyle. Yeah, but like it's the the stupid. It's just it's so like I can't help but say stupid, 
it's so dumb, but it's so freaking good. Like if if uh, what's it called? Oran High School Host Club is a reverse harem. This is like another exact same thing. Like girl stumbles upon group, girl becomes part of group, but is only girl of said group. And like everybody in the show is just pretty, and it's fucking hilarious, and I love well, it. Well, so. duh, it is called Pretty Boy Detective Club, not fairly and they, average. They did a damn good. They did a damn good job of making them pretty. <laughs> That's I got it. Congratulations, <laughs> you did your job. Whoever just animator <laughs> whoever made the title of the animator, show. Animator, I animators, give. Thank I you. tip my cap to thee. Exactly. <laughs> uh. Well, it's it's funny too. I know people will probably would attack me for saying this but in essence jojo's bizarre adventure is kind of like one of those shows it's it's in the sense that it's so over the top and so outrageous that you watch it and you're like what is how is and why is happening and but you just it it is the definition of who what where yeah exactly but but you can't stop yourself like it's you're so intrigued by how everything's developing and it it is in essence and again i'm probably going to be burned at the stake for this but it is like watching an anime soap opera because the characters are completely like over the top exaggerated anime style characters and the premise of each season is outlandish but incredibly fun to watch and enjoyable and you just can't help but watch every episode thinking why am i watching this i'm gonna go watch the next episode now and you just keep doing it it's like a it's a horrible vicious cycle but it's it's immensely fun to watch i like i i have enjoyed every season of jojo so far I'm, i'm not fully caught up yet i have to watch season five still but I I know people have preferences on which version of JoJo because it's it's you know you have the the original JoJo Joestar and then with Dio and then you go into the son and then grandson and then I lose track of the lineage of everyone but I I, <laughs> I find it to be very interesting throughout I, I it's it's just again it, it it's almost like if there was a, a like a comedy about how outrageous animes are that's what jojo's would be it's like a commentary on animes in general as being very outrageous cartoons with immensely chaotic stories and and plots but it's it's so it's it's crazily enjoyable like i i, I can't get enough of it and the first season opening theme is a banger, and I am not afraid to say that I have listened to it on repeat while working out before, because it is that good. Well, I mean, and then you got the ending, too, which is roundabout. Yeah, I was going to say it's roundabout, but yes. yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what more do you need? Um, To kind of give my background with jo- JoJo, uh, I've watched... Oh, I think I've watched one and a half seasons. I got to where it's the grandson in New York, and I got maybe a few episodes into that. Um, I got to where he was in the desert, or no. They found the tree man, and then the tree, like, I, they woke up the tree man, yes. and then which ended up being Dio. The tree man. And then that's, I think, yeah, I mean. I mean, it pretty what, much what is, yeah, gonna, it's the tree man guarded. Stuck, Dio is stuck in a tree. Yeah, I mean. The tree man guarded by the Nazis. Yes, it, everyone knows that. God, <laughs> what a fucking bizarre. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, what a bizarre sentence that that is. But, yes, that I mean, is exactly what it is. I, again, I don't want to be that person, but it, it, is, it isn't called JoJo's fairly average version yeah. of a show. It's JoJo's bizarre adventure it should be called jojo's fucking bizarre what the shit is happening adventure but i don't think they could fit that in and i I think they'd get some some backlash in the title but um to be fair there there are some light novel titles out there that are absolutely just as bizarre as that which great segue into our next topic which is don machi aka is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon which 
Also a very bizarre title. But grabbed my attention, which is why I started watching it in the first place. Yeah, I started watching this when season one aired and I was hooked. Like that show, like season one is one of my favorite seasons of anime ever. And I know that's just like, that's, that's a dumb take, Frank. You have dumb takes. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I'm just a dumb kid. Okay. Like, so what? I love season one of Don Don Listen, if you're a dumb kid, I am equally, if not more dumb than you, because I too, I actually stumbled upon it. I, I didn't really have any idea about what the story was going to be. I looked at the title, thought, mm, that sounds interesting, read the quick snapshot of what it was about, and thought, ooh, that's an interesting premise. I kind of like it. And first episode goes through, I'm immediately hooked. Like, I could not take my eyes off the screen for a second. It, it was, I, I was sort of shocked at how good it was, because, I mean, luckily my expectations were none going in, because I had no knowledge of the show, but... I could tell right yeah. after I watched the first episode, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to like this. And sure enough, I, I did. And I watched through all of season one. And I know we have different takes on season two, if you want to go into that. But I watched through season two, and then I'm currently watching through season three. Still enjoying it. Yeah. So so season one, I absolutely love. Because I loved season one so much, I was disappointed by season two. Like, it just never lived up to the hype that I gave it. Like, which, again, with a lot of things, if you hype shit up, it's probably not going to live up to it. I mean, I'm, I don't know. But, um, I mean, by no means do I think season two is bad. I just think it, f- it, it just feels rushed to me. Yeah. But... Um, definitely a good show i i enjoy season two and then season three i know you haven't finished it so i won't go super far into it but i love season three season three is fantastic like in in my opinion it's a return to form not as good as season one because season one does have some really fucking hype moments Mm -hmm. but like the way season three ends is just like chef's kiss so fucking good like wow okay yeah i did not see that coming yeah oh it's so good i can't wait i can't wait until you're done with it i mean I, i'm trying i'm steamrolling through it but I, i've got so many different shows i'm watching too but this one is at the top of my list for that reason alone because i wasn't as i guess upset with season two as some people might be and by some people i mean you exclusively jeez <laughs> um but i will say it's not like i thought it was like the worst thing ever I'm i just mean saying, you said pretty awful great. things about it i'm just gonna say uh, <laughs> um I mean, but i think it's sort of going back to uh, some commentary that we were talking about with previous shows i think the issue that Danmachi ran into was that they finished off season one, which again, I, I think is hands down one of the best season, single seasons of an anime, at least I've watched. I think it's just all around incredible and I can go into it more too after, but I think the problem was is that they almost hid the cards too well for themselves to where they didn't really know what direction they wanted to go with season two. I think they had... It was almost like they set themselves up in such a good position that they could go literally anywhere with the story, but they went the worst possible direction with it. And it felt like a filler season because they just didn't know what direction they wanted to go. Because in season one, you have the the whole character development of Bell. Like that was that was essentially it. You had all these different arcing stories too with uh, with characters like Hermes and his involvement, obviously the growth of Hestia and the Familia, you have all the different characters that join like Lilia and Wolf and it was incredible because you were seeing just where every single arc was convening and the last episode and you were like, "Wow, this is holy cow, there's there's so much that just happened in this last episode, and it's the last episode. Like, season two has to come out now. I need to know where this is going. And I, I think it's a combination of them being rushed, but also just that other issue of having limitless possibilities of where they could take the story next that they sort of stumbled and tripped over themselves, and we had season two, which I found it enjoyable, I just didn't find it as satisfying as season one because you you didn't really know where they wanted to go next. 
Like you, you were more lost with where the storyline was going to be progressing after season two than you were with season one. And I, I thought that was where they made their biggest mistake. But I am seeing a revitalization of season one and as I'm going through season three now because it does seem like, okay, now they're getting the direction. Now they're trying to establish what the sort of end goal of everything is. And you're still getting those same elements of season one, one with the the progression of the character development, the introduction of new characters and their impacts and different you know arcs of this of, of the storyline, and it's just yeah, it's got that same feeling, and I'm biting at the bit to keep watching more episodes without having to stay up until two a.m. to do so. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, like ugh, season three just really it's really well paced and i think my biggest grief with season two is just the pacing because like we talked about it one-on-one just outside of this in which the first three episodes of season two is one arc in itself and it should have been like six episodes like it could have been a lot it could have been the whole season if they really wanted it to i mean they they... and it probably would have been a pretty dang good season but they they just kind of was like nope we're gonna condense this into three episodes here's your arc goodbye and on to the next one and then they go into the longer arc which is i believe where they introduce uh fox girl yes which i cannot remember her name off the top of my head there's so many names i can't remember them all either but i know yeah i i used to know them all but (laughs) god well all the side characters too i used to know like every single name but i memory escapes me right now but I think season four is it's either coming out at the end of this year or early next year. So I cannot wait for it to come back because I'm interested in seeing where they go after what just happened in season three, which I know you haven't finished, but like, <laughs> holy crap, it it ended on such a high note. And I'm just like, okay, now what? Yeah. And I think that was a missing element too in season two was that it didn't really end on a note that you were comfortable with. So I'm happy to hear that yeah. season three is a complete 180 from that. So I'll be be sure to finish that up quickly. Yep. Um, another. Let's just do our last couple quick hits, and then I know we have two other shows that we're both watching. Yeah. Uh, my last quick hit that I have was those Snow White notes. Um, for you, I would I would if you like music at all, I would suggest watching this. Like it is Lobo and I we go in we go into this in detail every week because it is one of our favorite shows this this season. Like it is so good. And this last episode was Oh my god, it was so fucking good. Like the the duo oh, it's so good. <laughs> I, I just don't want to even say anything. You can go into away, it, but you can go into it. I, I don't do not let me hold you back. I mean I mean, by the end of it, the the person who he had made a fool of himself in the beginning, like, comes back and is just like, okay, we're playing duos now. Like, we're playing together. And, like, the way that they were leading each other and just, like, the music, it's like, you get drowned out in the music and then you don't really realize that they're, like, talking, like, internally. They're just like, hey, he's trying to lead me or, like, hey, he's leading me in this really well position or whatever. Like... It is, like, oh, it's so good. It's so good because you want to listen, just purely listen to the music, but you, like, have to focus on the dialogue, too, and it's just like, oh, man. It's, it's, the show is a treat, and anybody who likes music, just do yourself a service and just watch it. Yeah, that is on my watch list. But, but yeah, that's, that's what I gotta say about this week's Snow White Notes. Uh, it's just so fucking good. But, um... I know you have two last shows that you've been watching. Um, care to give us just like a little taste as to your feelings on them? Yeah. Uh, one of them is Overlord, which I think is three seasons so far. I don't know if there's a fourth season set yet, but it's a interesting anime because you sort of forget the whole plot line at the beginning. It's another one of those animes where you're introduced to sort of your character at the beginning, what the story is going to be. And then it completely deviates and, and moves so far away from it that you completely remove yourself from what the original plotline is. And so it's really, the, the basis of it is there's a online MMORPG that is, their servers are getting turned off. Uh, there's a person who had been playing it with a, a whole raid group for years, goes on, logs on one time, just as a final huzzah, and finds out that he's actually still able to stay online. 
and play as his character. And the story revolves around his character and all of the different NPCs that he engages with. And you sort of, by episode four of the first season, kind of forget that. And you you just think you're watching this anime about this necromancer who lives in a village surrounded by other demons and is the most powerful person in the whole realm. You, you totally forget that it's a video game and it's being played by a, a real human being. It's cool. It's very action-packed. I will say the seasons, they don't build off of each other as much as I'd like. They sort of bounce around between different story arcs and there's little connection. But it is, it's interesting. And for me, because it is that really kind of cool premise and plot that I find myself watching it and enjoying it a lot, I can see how a lot of people would just be kind of off-put by some of the character development, but it it is very enjoyable to watch if you can get sort of beyond the, the lack of character development per se. Um, Yeah. And then, yeah, the other one is I'm, I'm caught up with, I've been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level. It's very cheery, poppy sort of anime. Again, it's, I, the the backstory is very funny uh, a little morbid but it's again one of those animes where you completely forget sort of how the characters end up where they are and you're so focused just on how everything progresses that you, you just again you just sort of miss out on or it, uh, remove yourself from what the original plot is um i can say it's it's fairly fairly fast paced so far uh, four episodes in and we've already been introduced to, I think, most of the main characters based on the opening scene, hmm. which usually gives away everything. Um, but yeah, it's it's enjoyable. It's fun. It's quirky. It's very lighthearted. Um, it's also funny, too, because it's similar to Overlord in the sense that the main character is like super insanely powerful. But at times you forget that until you, you, they show you and you're like, oh, right. Yeah, nothing nothing can really stop you, huh? Hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I, I watched the first two episodes and I, I stopped. It just, it was fine. It wasn't great. It was fine. Yeah. I don't know. Just not, not the best it, for Isekai when it comes to just like, popcorn shows i will wait for this one to be dubbed and i will watch the dub while i work yeah i was gonna say this yeah it just this feels like a very popcorn show uh based on like how you've been defining them um i just yeah it for me i i am very interested when i'm watching in certain moods watching animes where again it's like i don't have to think i'm not trying to decipher shows like fully coolie and stuff and and having to like rack my brain around what in the world is happening i can just turn off my brain and go ha 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 they fight funny dragon this episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and i mean trying to decipher fully coolie at all is just a arduous task i will say we won't have to get into it but uh fully coolie is hands down my favorite anime um it is such a good show. And if if people listening, but if you favorite. haven't watched it, watch it, please. It's only six. It's only six episodes. But there are new. It's not that. There's bad. a revised or rev, whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, there's a alternative yep. and re something. Yeah, uh, which I still need to watch. But the first season itself was its own standalone show for. Oh God, how many years? I don't even know how many years. But like, it was its own show, six episodes. You could honestly watch them, like, other than the last episode, you could probably watch them out of order and it'd still make just as much sense as you did in order. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but it it's a it's a good show on its own, if nothing else, for the fucking phenomenal music in the show. But um, we got two shows left on our docket for the night. Um, first, let's let's hop into Odd Taxi because I know it's my standout for the season. And you've only watched the first episode. Yes, at at your recommendation, which I will have to take a bow to you, sir. This was an excellent recommendation. I am very much interested in seeing how things progress after the first episode. 
I will be honest and say I was lost for a little bit at a time, but luckily the the animation and the storyline brought me right back to it. So it, yeah, I am pleasantly surprised by it. Also, the animation is super cool. I haven't seen this sort of animation style in a in a show in a long time, which is a very refreshing. Yeah, I was gonna say the animation, like all, everything that isn't interacted with, is kind of like a fuzzy background or fuzzy item. Yeah, and then the the characters themselves are pretty crisp. But um, I won't spoil uh, episode five. Fucking oh my god! Like I, I, I last week I said it, at any point shit could pop off. I thought it was gonna happen this episode. It didn't. Like that's the only spoiler I'll give. But like, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen, and what it does. It just madness is gonna just devolve. You're waiting for that balloon and to I'm pop. S- oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I am so looking forward to it. like this. This is my show of the season, like by far. All right, well, like I, I absolutely adore Odd Taxi. But the reason I wanted to talk about Odd Taxi before our last one is because you've only seen episode one, and I really don't want to give much of it away. The last show we have that we want to talk about is Don't Tease Me, Miss Nagatoro. It. Which I love. I, yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, I completely agree. I um, I will say I, I started watching it just because I was more intrigued from some of the, the memes and social media things I saw with the characters. And I had to do some research and figure out where it was coming from. And sort of jumped into it. Are you sure it's not because of the smug face girl <laughs> on the cover? Is it smug face or is it a diabolical face? I will say it's a diabol- <laughs> diabolically smug face the, is what it is. Can we gr- agree though that there is nothing more terrifying in any anime? And I I don't care if, if it's a horror anime, I don't care what you could be referring to, but there is nothing that makes your skin crawl more than when a person is animated with one eye kind of glazed and like half moon and the other eye full open fully detailed like the the complete difference in the eyeballs and how they stare is disturbing and will it just makes my skin crawl just thinking about it oh it's so good like how like i think what you're saying is like when one goes into like a tiny tiny eyeball and then the other is just giant yes like just yes yeah very like it's evil looking but can Mm -hmm. somewhat be like deceiving because you're kind of like i'm not scared but i am very hesitant to move a muscle at this point yeah i i the character designs for the show is great. Like the guy is just an average looking guy. And then the girl is like, I mean, she's cute anime girl and just like, so fucking just diabolically animated. But like at the same time has that kind of like, she's not a bad person moments all the fucking time. And the, the newest episode, this episode four, Mm -hmm. the beginning was the first arc of it because they split into two kind of chapters per episode the first chapter was really kind of difficult for me to watch just because it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like side characters. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's like they, uh, it, I think it speaks to s- sort of the whole premise uh, and, and feel of the show that it it's, it's really just like kind of like playing mind games, not only with the main character, but with the viewers too. It's such a, yeah. and, and it, it also lends itself to, and I think this is kind of where they were getting at with the episode, it lends itself to getting more into the mind's mind of Nagatoro as well. Because you see, like, yes, the, the first, like, you know, large chunk of the chapter is centered around those two side characters. But as, as the events progress and then Nagatoro comes in, you get a sense for like how she feels and how she reacts to the to the scene and you kind of get a little bit more glean, you can glean more into where her head's at with everything a little bit but then she goes straight into doing exactly what they were doing which like yeah. 
for some reason felt a little more comforting and a little more like okay this is a little easier to watch but at the same time it's just like man this is still fucked up oh yeah no there's no there's no doubt that it is very very fucked up but it it it, it's sort of one of those things too where each episode you get like a, a larger ray of hope right and then it shrinks back down and then it gets a little bit bigger again the next episode and then it shrinks back down you're sort of like you're you're rooting for what you are hoping to happen or or what you really want to happen knowing full well that Mm -hmm. it's probably never going to i mean i don't i wouldn't say never going to but like at the same time for all the teasing she does she does get the karma in the very end and then that leads to kind of (laughs) just some really like randomly weird wholesome moment of just like ah this is kind of cute. Yeah. You done, you fucking got your karma, but like at the same time, you're still embarrassed about it. You are a human. Okay. I, I'm good with this. Cause you are going like, I feel like at the end of each episode or at the end of each tease, she does get her just dues back in return, which I feel like if it didn't happen like that, then yeah, I'd probably have a worse, like I probably wouldn't like the show as much, but the fact that, she gets that bad karma in the end, but like nothing seriously bad. It's just like something along the lines of just like, "Hey, don't actually do this. Don't actually do this. Yeah. Ha ha ha!" And then like it actually happens, but by like mistake or some stupid coincidence, is just kind of really just funny. Yeah, I don't know. I like I could see how people wouldn't like it because it is bullying, but I I think it's hilarious. I think it's really well done. Except for those fucking side characters, man. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Because that, that was fucked. I love the fact, too, because I'm of I'm the same man, mindset as you, that I, I really do enjoy the show, even though, yeah, it does sort of skip and walk that tightrope of being, like, overtly bullyish and, and too cruel. But I, I like the fact that the the karma i guess that nagatoro experiences comes in different forms too because yeah sometimes it is like what happened in in the previous episode where it's like the this will never happen this will never happen oh shit it happened uh Mm -hmm. well i guess i deserve that but obviously she would never admit that but like in in previous episodes too it's it's not ever it's not always the same sometimes it's sort of a there's like an emotional or a mental click that happens and you can notice it in a portion of the the episode and you're like oh i guess she wasn't expecting that or oh there's a there's some humanity i guess i see in her and then yeah sometimes it is just a simple matter of like well i guess he did get what he wanted even though i said he couldn't or i guess i deserve that because i was poking fun at you know this particular thing so it, 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 it can be like, you have those, it's, I feel weird saying this, <laughs> knowing what we've just talked about with mm-hmm. the show, but you have sort of like those wholesome moments too, uh, where yeah it, it sort of catches you off guard and you're like, huh, I wasn't expecting that, but that's actually very nice and cute. Oh, okay. Interesting. But then it immediately snaps back to, oh, there it is. There's the cruel, cruelness and, and complete, <laughs> <laughs> complete sadistic nature of this girl. There it is. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. Ha- I'm having fun with it. I, I am, again, it's one of those shows where I'm interested to see where it goes because you can, can sort of come up with different arcs and, and, and maybe, you know, plot lines for where you think things are, can progress. But it's really as far as you know where where we're at right now in this this series it's pretty wide open for what they want to do yeah i i'm looking forward to seeing if there's like actual major plot developments in the show but as of right now it's just kind of like very slow crawl of any sort of plot yeah or, you know yeah i do like the character development is there but the the plot not so much yeah the character development's for sure there it, it is funny it's nice though too because it there there does feel to be some sort of progression in plot just because there's some common like themes brought back like you know he's always watching baseball after school like he's watching the the local team play and then you get sort of into the mind in his previous in the previous episode of why he's doing that and you know there's these common things that keep showing up in episodes where you can kind of associate them with either his personality or 
her personality or just where things are going to progress in the story itself. So it's it, it's keeping you hooked in that regard too. But I think character development alone is good. And then, yeah, it, it's you just have the complete what's going to happen next mentality in each episode too, which is where I'm drawn at at this point. Yeah. So that is all we've got for today thank you so much for joining us magically average um where can people find you yeah i if they wanted to keep up with you thanks again for the invite i am everywhere and nowhere just kidding i am (laughs) (laughs) you can find me on tiktok i do i actually do a lot of magic the gathering card openings i'm slowly getting into posting some video game stuff and anime stuff on my tiktok but you can find me there at magically average I also stream on Twitch as Magically Average as well with my good buddy Frank and some of our other friends yeah, too. Uh, Wait, you have another friend named Frank? How, all my friends are Frank. Oh. You are but one of my Franks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can always find me at those. Um, and I hope to be back sometime soon again on this podcast and you can find me here again. Yeah, we'll we'll have you back for sure. But um, until next time, thank you all for joining us this week. Uh, if you want to talk to us in a more direct manner, I know Lobo was hinting at this last week. We have opened a Discord server. Uh, you can find that Discord server link for the invite on our Twitter page. I believe we have one on our link tree as well. Um, we will be recording an episode of Bakken Co. The proper. Uh, the proper podcasts, I believe, this Friday. So our last episode that we recorded, which was Summer Wars, should be coming out Friday as well. So look forward to that. Um, again, any and all feedback on this show is welcome. We're still new, still trying to figure things out and work out the kinks. So if you could please tweet us any and all feedback, I'd greatly appreciate it. Our Twitter handle is at Bakako Podcasts. Or you can email us at Bakako Podcasts at gmail to- uh, gmail.com. Wow, how did I fuck that up? I don't know. Anywho, until next time, Spark Triumph. We'll see you then. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.